We can. I can. Read you the, uh, try to sell us on Bioshock. I'll read the. I, I need to sell myself because I haven't played. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to sell myself. That's right. It is Saturday, August 14th, and it is time for TriCasting. It is episode 185 of the TriGames Network podcast. It is noon 26, and I probably won't be posting this until another week goes by. I am your host, Austin, as usual, playing a game while talking about games. Also playing games and talking about games, we have Alfred the Hair Man. Hair. I am not a hair man. You are not a man. This is true. What are you playing right now, like this very moment? Nothing. Really? It's not what I heard. That's because you didn't hear me stop. I heard you start. You didn't even hear me start. You weren't awake when I started. I heard you cuss. Maybe. Petter is our other game talker who is... Now he's not playing a game, are you? Or are you playing Lumines? I'm not playing anything right now. Oh, why don't you play Lumines or Luminous? Because I, I can't face my TV and record a podcast and look up news. I thought you were going to say look up nudes because you started off that way. I can't do that either. But you're on a computer. No, but I can't play Luminous. Oh, okay. And look up nudes. You can play it poorly. Nude blocks. <laughs> I wonder if, <laughs> I wonder if there's Tetris porn. Tetris go look. porn. You're, you're going... Oh, no, he's doing it. He's looking for Tetris porn, people. That's not going to be good. So, Al, since uh, you're probably just playing Dragon Quest Nine. How is it so far, after 44 hours and 90 cents? I'm about 60 hours in right Holy shit! The last time you told me it was like 48. Yes, I know. I play every single day for about <laughs> three to four hours. Oh my god! And most of the time I'm just bullshitting. Um, I actually played multi with a friend of mine for a little bit, but he um, he grinds a lot. So he's still in the beginning of the game, although he's like five hours in, and I'm telling him, just proceed with the game, proceed with the game, because he thought that his goal was to just return to the um, celestial land area, and I'm like, no, once you get there, then you'll find out what the real purpose of the game is. So he's still, like, technically in the first two hours of the game, but he's been playing for, like, five or six. Um, I think I'm about to get started on getting the last artifact and then finishing the game but i've been changing classes way too much and if i stuck with the classes that i had in the beginning of the game i'd probably be like level 50 but my highest level right now is 30 with the one character who i did not change classes with huh and um i did do some other stuff though my very very minor i downloaded uh echo shift and what that um Echo Shift is like Echo Chrome, oh. except instead of things being based on um, black or white, like color. No, wait. Echo, yeah, Echo Chrome. I think it's based on color. I forget or Echo, position. Echo Chrome is is position. Position, right? Echo Shift is based on color. Oh, erases. Um, I haven't played it yet, but um, I have. No, I haven't. That's because I refuse to turn on my PSP till I like get somewhere in this. And play some other DS games, I guess. That's some dedicated-ass dedication. Like, I can't... I, I've been having, like, 
complete ADD for the past like month. It's been like a mental breakdown. But anyway, keep going. Mm. Well, I like something a lot, then I just really stick to it. Yeah, um, you do. And yeah, I also downloaded Monsters Probably Stole My Princess. <laughs> what? I have not heard of this. Yeah, it's a PSP mini game. Probably um, not, not likely, but probably. Maybe. And it was on sale with the Sony uh, 2010 Summer Sale. Mm-hmm. Days of Summer or something like that. I forget what it's called. But it's over now. Um, I had actually bought it on the last day because I was like, well, you oh, know, wait, I really I, wanted... I did hear this. Okay, mm-hmm. keep going. I'm sorry. I, I just I mm-hmm. just remembered that I did. You looked it up? No, oh. no, no. I, I just remember that I actually heard of it. Like, I was looking for, for DSiWare games, and it just led to an article, like, um, downloadable games in general. And, it, and then I clicked on one of the links for... Monsters probably stole my princess because I thought it was funny and I saw an art. Uh, mm-hmm. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it's basically a platform jumping game. Uh, literally. Up and up and up, right? Yeah, you have to keep jumping on platforms to catch these monsters who. Well, basically, it's about the Duke who's like a, a vampire. And he wakes up to find that his princess is gone and he thinks that monsters stole his princess. Yep. So then he goes to the nearest monster and the monsters are like doing regular shit like the first monster he's um oh shit what is he doing i forget he's like doing some kind of work like he's fixing a wall or some shit and then he goes hey monster you stole my princess (laughs) uh no probably hey monster you probably stole my princess (laughs) and then the monster turns around and you see what he's actually doing and it's something completely benign and then he says in whatever language um uh, oh no, it's the Duke. And then he runs, and then, <laughs> and then the, after he runs, the Duke says something like, like, that justifies his whole goal. Like, there was one that I just did, like, in the third level. Um, he says, you probably stole my princess, and the monster's just like, what? Oh no, it's the Duke. And runs away, and he goes, my assumption still stands. My assumption still stands. <laughs> probably. And then, uh, maybe. And then you have to go and jump on platforms. <laughs> To catch the monster, and the way it works is, as you jump on platforms, you get to develop a combo. Um, of how many you've jumped you, on without getting hit or something, right? How many you jumped on without jumping on the same one. Oh, oh, oh right, that, okay. Because uh, you can't get hurt right, at right. all. It's all about hitting the monster three times, and really landing on the platforms and moving very quickly from one platform right. to another without falling or jumping on the same platform twice. I mean, it's not like... You can jump on a platform and then land on a platform that you've jumped on before, and it'll still cut off the combo. Right, right. So you keep going up, and you can wall jump and stuff. You wall jump, you double jump. and It goes pretty to, fast, right? Oh, yeah. The, the It's funny because he's quite manageable in the beginning, but as you get every 10, he starts to become faster and less... Uh, like less manageable he he becomes slipperier slipperier uh or slippery and the jumping becomes something that you really have to start paying attention to and i've only played on the ps3 so playing on the psp might be easier or it might be more difficult i don't really know right um but in order to attack the monster you have to double jump into him and then that kind of proves to be a little bit difficult with trying to double jump into the monster and at the same time landing on a platform that you haven't already landed on. Mm -hmm. And then if you finish the monster while having jumped on 50 or more platforms, you get a special finish. You look a happy ending. 
Um, and that's pretty much the point of the game. I think there's only like four stages. Uh, it's really short. It's really small. Like I think I bought it for three dollars, but it's a five dollar game, and um, it's really fun. And the music is all public domain, like classical music, uh, like hard versions of classical music, oh. <laughs> uh, like Beethoven's Fifth and the Death March. Stuff and, that Al um, would play on his guitar. Yeah, right. That shit's hard as hell. Um, That's what she said. Fallout 3, 50% off. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, I forgot to. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. That is yesterday's sale. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I mean, I can't buy anything because my money is completely blown It's not yesterday's. It's today's. Oh, my God. What do I do? What was yesterday's? What do I do? Yesterday's was just a lot of the, like, Doom stuff. What do I do? What do I do? It's $20. I don't know. I can't. Twenty dollars. Twenty-five. Oh. Twenty-five. Yeah, well, I can't get it. Anyway, who the um, hell is Katron? Who? I don't know. Apparently, I. Oh, I know who it is. Never mind. Okay. Oh my God! What do um, I do? I'm gonna keep this page up until I decide. Yeah. So that that's all I've been playing. Uh, Monsters probably stole my princess and Dragon Quest Nine. Oh, how's your Xbox 360 doing? I don't know. I haven't turned it on. I refuse to turn it on until I get the new one. Oh, so, wait, so wait. So you refuse to turn it on, period. Yeah, ever. I'm not turning it on at all. Fuck it. It's, it's not being turned on in this house ever so again. Just fuck it. I'm just waiting to get my money. Oh, my God. Um, Call of Cthulhu is... Cthulhu is 10 bucks. Call of Cthulhu for what? PC. I'm looking no, at I mean, Steam. I don't know. It's probably... It's an indie game? No. No, no, no. That's like a, it's like a, a Cthulhu first-person game that came out like in like a couple of years ago for Xbox oh, and PC. Okay. Um, the last thing I did play was, uh, some plans for zombies because the Game of the Year edition came out, and it upgraded all the Steam versions automatically for free. So, they added achievements, and... That's what I was gonna ask you. Like, I, you, you, said, you said that, um, you said that, oh, new achievements, you're like, Game of the Year edition came out. I'm like, well, does that mean that I have to buy the new one? Because I wasn't sure what you meant by that, because, because, uh, um, it was just Facebook posts, so I wasn't sure. But, yeah, I know. I was intentionally being very vague because I knew you didn't have access to the game. Uh, I could still, I so mean, now, I, no, I had a laptop. But did you have? Uh, uh, can you play it on it? Uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I I've, uh, I've been well before. I was yapping with you about how I had to transfer saves back and forth between the laptop because there was no cloud support. Oh, now there's cloud support. There is. Now there is. Really? Okay, so I'm going to turn on Steve with my laptop. Well, I can't be logged on both at the same time. Forget it. Never mind. Burn Zombie Burn now available a... for 10 bucks. 9 bucks. The... What? What? I didn't hear what you said. I said Burn Zombies Burn, available for 9 bucks. Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is. Um, it also has an interactive Zombatar, where you can create an avatar out of a zombie. And... Um, that zombie, I believe, also... Yes, that zombie does also appear in the game, but it's not working properly yet. I tried to make a zombie, like, with blonde hair and some busted lipstick and <laughs> um, a dress. And while the picture of the avatar that you could put, like, on Facebook or Steam or whatever, that was fine. But the zombie still had on a suit and regular stuff, <clears throat> but the face was all made up. And it had the blonde hair. Now, the the uh, with the update comes the removal of the Michael Jackson zombie, correct? Yeah, now they have the disco zombie, which has the same music. 
Oh, good. Okay, okay so that, that, that yeah. helps. Okay. Which is good. It has the same music, and all the zombies that come out are disco dudes. How about the animation? And are they the same? Uh, they well, no. Moonwalk? They don't do the, 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 the zombie thing. They do a disco dance. Okay, so he, he doesn't he doesn't point his finger in the sky and moonwalk. No. Oh. I mean, at least it's better that they did that, though. That they didn't no, no. Reskin yeah. it. Like, they put in some effort to change it a little, I guess. Yeah, but I like the moonwalk animation. No, I do, but it would look silly at... You know, disco zombie that obviously is no longer Michael Especially Jackson. Especially with the platform shoes he's got on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Though, though the moonwalk has been around since the dawn of man. Not really the dawn of man, but... The dawn of zombie. The dawn of... The, the zombie. No, it's funny. Like, I saw, I saw a YouTube video of, like, a guy doing a moonwalk in, like, 1973, and it looked so different, but it was... And then I saw a video of one of this, like, comedian guy on television doing one in, like, 19... like. 40 or something. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just odd. Anyway, continue. Um, yeah, so new achievements. and it's. Still, I think it's, it needs an update because there are achievements that I already have satisfied that they're not um, Listing? acknowledging. Oh. Like, the one where you, there's one where you beat all the minigames, and I don't have it. But I've beaten all the minigames, and I can't re-beat the minigames to activate it. <laughs> huh. So I'm I'm gonna look again. So did it? So my... did it decrease the number of achievements you've achieved? Uh, well, not decrease, because that wasn't an achievement that was originally in the. Um, oh, I see what you mean. Thing. Okay, I see what you mean. So it didn't it didn't retroactively be like, oh, he already did this one before we updated it, so we should give it to him. Right. Um, I'm looking at it again. Like I got one. I got. Can a you start adventure. a? Can you start a mm-hmm. new player profile? You can start a new player profile within the game, right? Uh, yeah, yes. but why would I want to do that? I don't know, so you can redo zombie bobsledding, bobsledding guys. Fuck that minigame. <laughs> See, I worked hard for that. And that's why I want this Beyond the Grave achievement that says beat all 20 minigames, and it says I don't have it. Write an um, angry email to PopCap. Fuck PopCap. I mean, <laughs> you guys are good, but you know what I mean. And that's why you want to fuck them. But then they have some really messed up achievements that I was trying to complete, but I'm just like, Dude, this shit is hard. Um, you have to defeat a normal roof level without using any catapults. Oh. Uh, that's the grounded achievement. And then there's a good morning achievement where you have to complete a daytime level by planting only mushrooms and coffee beans. Yeah, it's 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 rough. That's not um, Don't pee in the pool. <laughs> complete a daytime pool level without using pea shooters of any kind. Uh, hmm. um, no fungus among us. Well, if you, if you had the if you had the um the catapults, you should be fine. That's true. Uh, no fungus among us is complete a nighttime level without planting any mushrooms. Mm, that yeah, that that's gonna be a little tough. See, the good thing uh, for me is that like because I had you know the last time I played Plants vs Zombies was before I did my reformat, so now I have to replay everything anyway. So now I just nice. Like, I would get the achievements just by natural replaying it. Yeah, it depends on unless. They magically took files from your deleted hard drive sector and put it on a Steam cloud. Oh, right. No, it wouldn't happen. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, no. uh, yeah. Anyway, yeah. Um, that could but, happen. Uh, but, but, but. You think that they could take a deleted hard drive sector and, and, <laughs> and recover the data from it magically? How do you think they make so much money? Damn, you know, you always have a point. <laughs> um, <laughs> then yeah, but they don't always make sense. Rhythm. 
but true. Uh, <laughs> two more that I want to mention, and one I don't feel like mentioning. Oh. Uh, but I'll probably mention it. You don't feel like mention. Um, this is roll some heads, bowl over five zombies with a single walnut. I could have sworn I did this multiple times in uh the zombie bowling thingy, walnut bowling, and Word. it so did not have anything to do. That's with like one of the easiest issues. ones to get, and how could they not give it to us? You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it, it's not. It's not. Um, it's not fair. It's not fair. Then there's get eight thousand sun during a single level. I have no idea how I'm gonna do that. Um. Oh, during a single level. Hmm. Mm-hmm. SimCity Four for twenty bucks. What the hell? Stop doing this to me, games. Hmm. Not fair. I'm too old for this shit. I'm retiring. Don't get. I'm retiring. Uh, and the last one that I didn't bother wanting to bother to mention was popcorn party. Defeat two gargantuars with corn cob missiles in a single level. Oh. See, I want to. I really want to get into a scenario where I get to use those corn cob missiles, but in all honesty, like they are very, uh, they they're kick ass weapons, but like in the grand scheme of things, they're not good. Are you it, talking about the like, the big corn cob thing yeah. that needs two? That's what it is. Okay. Because you have to like you have to spend a lot of sun just to. I mean, you have to put the two things together, and then you have to you know. And then you you're have basically five hundred for yeah. The, you're basically spending launcher. a lot of sun, an extra uh a seed slot, and then um. There's there's a large there's a large kind of you know delay between when the corn cob missile recharges and and when you can use it again you know mm. so it you know it just it's one of those things that you at first you're like holy shit that looks awesome and then when you use it it's like oh wow this is very expensive and then you and then you actually kill someone with it and you're like holy crap that was awesome and then it recharges and you're like oh it's, it's a very it's it's very it's just basically very 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 expensive in all in all like in all ways. You know, mm-hmm. so I guess maybe that's why it's a good achievement to try to do. You know, true. Um, did I ever tell you that I, I looked up how um, how people beat the uh, got far in the endurance mode? Like, um, you mean in Zombie Endless? Yes, it's like like they um they make like they make very very interesting use of the I forgot what they're called those mushrooms that shoot six ways. Those oh the stars. Or the, the no the mushrooms the ones with, oh the the ones that go through the screens uh the screens oh the yes one, yes the, yes it's the in the evolution of that one yeah like you, you put something on top of that mushroom and then they can they can fire in six directions but they they only have a range of about two squares so they only cover a range of two squares um but someone someone on GameFAQs uh wrote it up wrote, like wrote up a technique where you basically um what did he do. Uh, he okay, so he uses the garlic to kind of um, to kind of shepherd the zombies uh, into two uh, into two lanes, like the ones right above and below the pool. Um, mm-hmm. And he lines um, he lines like the side, or is or is it or does he does he move it up? I don't I don't remember. He basically uses the garlic to to guide the zombies to go wherever he wants them to go, and then like he lines uh, some of the side of the pool with the mushrooms so that like as they're walking because they they fire very fast they just don't have much range so like right. as a zombie's walking by they'll go like poop 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 and like shoot three times like in fast succession and do it again so as the zombies just ambling across if you've got like three two or three of those mushrooms lined up one single zombie is going to take like a zillion hits because not only is he getting hit by like one mushroom he's getting hit by one mushrooms like three three blasts because remember he's shooting in different directions and he, and the, that zombie's absorbing the brunt of all that shooting 
Um, and then as he keeps on going, the second mushroom is going to fire, and he'll you know he'll be taking down he'll be taking damage from like two mushrooms. So as like the zombies start to march in that row, and the mushrooms start like destroying, and because he's lining them at the side of the pool, like any zombies that come into the pool also get hit. Um, and at the same time, you you erect <laughs> you erect tall nuts. So <laughs> you erect tall nuts. Um, and while they're eating, the <laughs> while they're eating the tall nuts, like again, the mushrooms are still like shooting at them, and they can't move anywhere. So they're taking the brunt of all these hits. So basically, oh no, it wasn't. You know, it was it it wasn't necessarily zombie endless that it, that that it was a fact for. It was a fact for gold mining. That's what it hmm. was. Um, okay. Because so, because what this guy did was his, his goal was to um, do the maximum amount of damage using the least amount of sun, so that you could spend your sun instead on marigold plants that produce gold. Ah. And so I tried to adopt a similar a similar technique for endless, um, and also made use of cattails, which are also surprisingly potent. Like, it's really weird. Like when I like I was I was already telling you just now about the the corn cob thing when I first got it. I was like, this looks amazing. But it ended up being so expensive. Uh, when I first got that mushroom and the cattails, I was like, "These things suck," because mm. I didn't know how to use them right. I was like, "These things are terrible." Like, why would I ever use them? Um, but the cattail, like, have you ever used a cattail? Mm, sort of, not really. Try using a cattail instead of like instead of a pea shooter. Like, build up enough sun and use a cattail. And one cattail, one cattail is not going to last you. But you know, for a long time. But like, it's surprisingly deadly by itself. Like, you mean one cattail as opposed to like how many pea shooters and what layout? Um, honestly, I don't know. But that's what I'm saying. Like, just experiment with it. Just literally drop a lily pad and drop a cattail, maybe two, and just see how far you can get. I th I think the point I'm trying to make is that you'd be surprised at how long you will last just on two cattails, because. Like they, you know, the way they fire a steady stream of needles, like mm -hmm. no matter what lane the zombie's in, that's those are the two big things about it is that it fires a steady stream, almost steady stream, because I think it stops at some point, but then it starts again. Um, but it also hits you wherever you are. So, so like the, the problem with pea shooters, obviously, is that they're limited to their role. And so, yep. so, so are most of the weapons. They're limited to their role. Um, but, you know, the cattail is all encompassing. So, anyway. Um, I I just you just totally made me want to play with plants or zombies again, and I promised that I wouldn't. God, yeah, I was about to damn it. Get started with um trying out that real quick. The cattail, <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> I want to hear reactions. Pete, how's Lumines? Uh, I want to know because I'm not playing it. Aww, why can't you play it for half an hour straight and be awesome at it? You should YouTube yourself playing it. I'm not that good. I'm just I'm good at like not losing, but I'm not exactly good at playing. Oh, I see. Okay, so you suck. Like, you disappoint me, young Skywalker. Yeah, I'm not good at like getting all the combos and stuff. I can just like keep the stage relatively clear for right. a very, very, very long time. I gotcha. Um, yeah. So, yeah. what have I been playing? <laughs> sure. Uh, what not much actually. Um, all I really been playing over the past week has been a lot of Trials HD. Oh, you're still on that shit. <laughs> Which I actually, school. I managed to beat the two levels that I've never been able to beat before. Oh, nice. I was hoping you could do it when I was there. No, like, I, I was, like, shocked to fucking hell when I did it. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I fucking did this. I don't even know how I did it. I just managed to do exactly the right stuff, I guess. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Being able to watch the replays of people on the leaderboard does definitely help because I, like, 
got an I you know it gave me ideas for what I should be doing or trying to do at least. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helped. And uh, anyway, yeah, so I beat those, and then uh, there's like a tournament mode where like it's basically just like different sets of different tracks. So like you know like go through these three tracks in exce- in succession, or you know like the ultimate endurance thing or whatever is the last one that's like 20 tracks but luckily it's not it does not include the extreme tracks so i, I busted through all those and uh like yeah you did <laughs> uh <laughs> like there's a few challenges left for me to do like um i just managed to unlock the last bike that i didn't have unlocked so that was a hard thing because you had to do one of those and it was uh one of those uh sets that uh, they call them tournaments so it was one of those tournaments mm-hmm. uh, of, of four tracks that you had to get a gold medal on which meant having to beat like the entirety of the four tracks in under like a minute 50 seconds and uh only you are only allowed one fault which is one mess up four tracks in under a minute 50 seconds yeah like all all of them yeah but for those tracks they were roughly about uh they would each take about 20 to 30 seconds to complete oh god so it's not really that long but that's as long as you don't fuck up and you hit everything like perfectly Right, right um so I would always just like keep fucking up somewhere along the way, or yeah, like or I would ma- I'd finish it in like a minute and fifty two seconds, oh. and yeah, so like it would take me a long time, and I was really getting pissed, and my girlfriend was getting worried, <laughs> uh, but I managed to beat it. So now I just got yeah. You never to- get pissed. No, never. Um, that, I just for, for those listening, that wasn't sarcastic, by the way. Pete is is hard is a hard man to piss off. But no, when it comes unless to those you don't have game- car bombs. <laughs> when it comes to those kind of games that I get pissed off real easy, like, I mean, I'm ridiculous because I will just sit there for hours and hours and hours and constantly reset and do the same thing over and over and over again. But oh, I he will. More, more angry. Oh, he will. <laughs> um, oh, he will. Oh, he will. Uh, but yeah, so, like, I've, I've been enjoying that some more. I'll probably play some more of that. Uh, but other than that, the only thing I've been playing, only other thing I've been playing this past week has been Mass Effect because I'm still, you know, working towards getting towards Mass Effect 2. Um, working right. towards getting towards, yeah. I I'm working so. towards getting towards Mass Effect 1. <laughs> if it makes um, you feel any better. I'm waiting for Mass Effect 3. What was that? You, you sounded like you just that woke up. That was really weird, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was very, it was phlegmy, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, wait, oh, wait. <laughs> 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 Is that like Get to the chopper. Do it now. Big Bertha or something after her cigarette or something. Big Bertha! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's what happens when I don't talk for a while. <laughs> I get flipped. Sorry. Be sure to tell them Large Marge sent ya. Be sure to tell them Large Marge sent them. Sorry. Uh, so yeah, I uh, finished my... Because I'm, I'm trying to get all the achievements out of Mass Effect as well. So... I finished a another playthrough, so that's technically my second playthrough I've finished overall. Oh my overall, goodness! But I've immediately started a third playthrough. If everything goes according to plan, I will have every achievement but three after this playthrough, and then yeah, you will. Those three I should be able to get without having to do another full playthrough. But this is also Damn, th- this is also going to be the playthrough where I'm going to try to redo. Like the only reason I have to redo all this stuff is because you know I lost my original character which is just what i would have tra- you know imported into mass effect 2 uh, uh but how did that I happen again i forgot because uh that was on an old hard drive on an old oh, 360 that i got rid of gotcha um oh and, right, you're playing on xbox yeah uh so so yeah like um so this playthrough will be the one where i'm going to make all the decisions that i want to import uh I'm not going to repeat the exact same stuff I did for my very first playthrough because I was I played a total Paragon the very first time I played through the game. Um, but since Dez is also playing through Mass Effect now as well, uh, 
her for her first time. She's playing through as a paragon, so I figure, what the fuck, I'll go more bitchy, renegade-type character. I'm a renegade! We're both playing females, that's why I use the term bitch. Not that Ooh. females are bitches, mm. but... <laughs> but when they act that way, what can you call them? But yeah. Bastards. It could be like Snoop Dogg, women who he does not love, he considers hoes. <laughs> like a palindrome. Um, like a palindrome. So yeah, uh, I'm gonna finish... Uh, I'm I'm using a walkthrough to like hopefully hit everything and finish this playthrough within you know a week hopefully and then I may or may not start another one right away to try to get those last three achievements or just jump right to Mass Effect two uh, and go back to get those last three achievements at another point. Although I don't know if it's true, I've heard that you do get extra bonuses in Mass Effect two depending on how many achievements you have unlocked and things like that from the first game. So you want me to spoil it? No. <laughs> Uh, but that's all I've been playing, really, so I'm, I'm done. I would just like to say that... What is that? What? That, huh? that was a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm a computer. I'm anyway, a computer. Um... Oh, I say now. Yes, I was going to say yeah, you were. that mm-hmm. this is a, probably a good time to play Mass Effect 2 for the first time because... The DLC that's there is, like, pretty good, and it'll just give you a lot more to do when you're actually in the game. Because when I played, it was just like, okay, I think I'll just go and finish the game. I heard Dragon Quest. Oh, it must have been yours. I um, heard something else. So, wait, wait you're, you're saying that I should I should just go ahead and buy all the Mass Effect 2 DLC before I start playing it, so that um, I can just yeah, go through it all? Well, I would say whatever, not all of it, but like the newest one that just came out. Uh, that I think that there may be another one that's coming out that has something to do with the Shadow Broker. Uh, I don't know if that was the latest one that came out because I haven't turned on game in like months. But there's that, and then there's this one DLC that gives you um, different weapons and a, a vehicle of some sort. I think. See, this is what happens when you play the game and you finish it and you don't turn it on even after all the DLC come out. So, I don't really okay. remember everything. <laughs> I don't know what just happened there. Well, I probably will end up buying the DLC when, once I'm ready to start. Whatever is available, I will probably just buy because, yeah, I I, okay. I would just want to do that anyway because I know Mass Effect 2 is going to be a great game anyway, so I might as well just get as much content as I can on my first playthrough. Um mm-hmm. Real quick, this isn't something I'm playing, but I figured I would mention. I did get, uh, you guys know about the Hulu Plus thing? Mm-hmm. So I got uh, the quote-unquote invite, you know, the invitation to pay them money to use it. Right. Um, <laughs> so I, I got that last night, so I tried uh, messing around with that some on my iPhone. Uh, Your and iPhone? It's pretty, my iPhone. It's pretty cool watching Hulu stuff. Um, I started watching uh, Arrested Development, which I never watched before. Good show. Um, Good show. Good yeah, show. it really is. It's pretty fucking hilarious and awesome. Uh, so I went through like four episodes of that, and like I'll keep watching that. The way you uh, said that was seemed like you were being sarcastic. Yeah, it's pretty fucking hilarious and awesome. So, oh no, <laughs> no I, I know you're serious. It just sounded it just sounded funny. That show is funny. Um, that show is very funny. The only thing I wanted to say about Hulu Plus, at least for the iPhone, I don't know if it does this on the PC. Uh, or on the PS3, which I don't think I'm going to pay $50 to use Hulu Plus on my PS3. Um, hopefully they'll figure something else out, because I don't want to, you know, you have to pay for the uh, the PlayStation PSN Plus or whatever to be able to use Hulu on your PS3. 
which is stupid. Um, because you so, used to be able to use it for free because the browser let you use it. Yeah, and just, yeah, like, uh, what, whoa, what the fuck? My phone's actually weird. Um, <laughs> so anyway, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, problems with the iPhone version is that at least, uh, at least what I've experienced so far is the, it'll go to a, whoa. Whoa, what was that? Hmm? It was Al. That was weird. Yeah. What? You'll, you'll hear it on the recording. There was like this <laughs> oh, weird, like, fast forward noise. Went, <laughs> That like couldn't have been you... me. It, it, I think it was because you're the one who didn't hear it. But okay, I didn't do anything. <laughs> I, 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 just, I, I always do is sitting here breathing. <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Stop breathing! Stop breathing! <laughs> yeah, sure. Okay, so it. it when it shows an ad, it'll like just go through the ad, but then when it comes back to the show, then it'll it'll bring up the bar that says like the ad countdown. So it's like the ad's actually no longer playing, but it's showing that bar, and then sometimes oh, that you play. ran into the Ryan Davis bug. Oh, is that a bug? Uh, I, like the, oh, I'm sorry. I, I, it sounded like you were talking about a bug that Ryan Davis encountered. But I'm start start again. I'm sorry. Maybe I maybe I mean I it is a bug. It is a bug. I just saying oh. I didn't know. Like it's a common. I didn't know it was a common thing or something. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah, like so it'll like it'll like play the show. It'll get uh-huh. to the ad. It'll play to the ad. Then when yep. the show comes back on, it'll bring up the ad bar, and the show will keep playing, but it'll have that ad countdown. But sometimes that will cause it to like be jittery or skip around. Oh, that's different. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I misheard. That's different. And sometimes it'll cut off like part like a like a second or two of the actual like show content before and after an ad. So like it'll come in like back from an ad or whatever, and like it'll already be in the middle of a sentence. So that drive that shit drives me nuts because I'm like, well, what were the what did he say right before that word? So like mm. I'm trying to rewind it on the iPhone and like get it back to where it would ex- exactly be. But unlike the PC version, which again like usually on the PC, uh, at least with regular Hulu, if you watched an ad then try to skip around to like right before the ad or something like that, it won't replay it. Um, but on the right, iPhone, right. it will always replay the ads at the spots the ads are supposed to be. Uh, so that's annoying. It's also annoying that they're just our ads there in general since I'm paying for this. Um, and uh, it, But the good things are that, like, yeah, I'm watching Hulu on my iPhone over 3G. 3G. I wasn't even on Wi-Fi, and uh-huh. it was generally streaming very well. There were only a couple instances where I had to downgrade the quality because of uh, some, like, you know, network lag or whatever. That's impressive. Uh, yeah, like, it was really good. I mean, I wish I had an iPad so I can see have it on a bigger screen. Right. Um. But it's still just cool, like that I could sit on my toilet and watch an episode of Family Guy. <laughs> watch the toilet humor. humor. Oh, zing! <laughs> <laughs> okay, stop it. <laughs> These are all very nice things. <laughs> all right, so that's what I want to say about Hulu Plus. I, it's done. Hey, Pete, have you heard? Heard what? Don't do it. Ah. <laughs> oh, does, do you hate that too, Al? Jesus, why do people hate that so much? It's so awesome. 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 You yeah. hate that? You can divide the world into two two people. Those, those who, who know are stupid. and those who don't know that the bird yeah. is a word. Obviously, Al, you don't. Whatever. <laughs> you sound resigned to your fate. Have, have you heard? Uh, Austin, know. what have you been playing? I should know what that is. People are going to think we keep uh, going to break. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. The only thing that I can think that it is is uh, the game that you just bought, which is Shin Megami Tensei Strange Journey. Incorrect. I'll, I'll, you know what? One second. I'll, um, 
I'll, I'll I'll do you a favor and I'll reset it and then um let you hear it from the beginning. Ah, uh, and then that was my second choice. Saga. Well, the second one, but yeah. No, because oh, I, um, Saga too. Yeah, Saga too. I um, I I spent some while I was while I was editing last week's podcast, or not editing, but just re-listening to it to make sure that it didn't fart in the middle. Uh, I I spent uh, yes, yes. Assassin's Creed two. I um I spent uh, a whole shitload of time editing the the Saga two article on Giant Bomb. And in doing so, like I had to kind of look up all the facts um, that I w- that I want to put in, so that I didn't like you know misstate anything, and that made me just want to play it again. Mm. So I like I came home uh, when I came home yesterday. I just fished out the uh, the cart and put it into my uh, GBA SP and started like started something that I always used to do when I used to play it a lot was just kind of start at the end of the game and just try to beat the last boss and see how well. Oh, I you could still have the save. I still have the save. Yeah. Nice. Um, and so, so I looked at I looked at my stats, and I'm like, you know, yeah, my human strength is at like 56. Why don't I try to bump it up like a lot? Just, just you know, just for shits and giggles. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've I've <laughs> I've honestly just been going around the last area trying to increase my guy's strength and my mutant's mana. I haven't, <laughs> I, so I'm not really playing the game. You know what I mean? And I'm just ambling around. So I, I'm trying to get. See, I don't know if 99 is a realistic goal for the stats, so I'm not going to go for 99, but I'm going to go for at least 75. Um, I don't think I have ever had a game where um, either my human had a strength of 99 or my mutant had a, a had mana of 99. Mm. Like, it's easy to do that with a robot because you just give them all the best shit. Yeah. Um, and it's easy to... I shouldn't say it's easy to do it with a monster, but with a monster you kind of have no choice. It's whatever they give to you, and you, if you get a Titania <laughs> Titty, <laughs> bird is word. Um, if you get a Titania, her her mana is ninety nine. So it's like, all right, once you got it, that's that's done. You're done. Um, but yeah, I I that's what I've been playing the entire week. Even though I just started playing it last night. No, that's not true. I um, in a fit of more unthrifty, unwise spending, I went out and I I rebought. I didn't rebuy, but I bought uh, Suikoden Tearcrise. Um, which is what I reviewed for GameSpot. I think that was last. I want to say. I want to say last spring. Yeah, I reviewed it for them last spring, and that was one of the games that I was like, I like this enough to want to own it. And I, I've been noticing someone's breathing, mic, mouth breathing into their mic. It's pretty. Damn it! No, I'm nose breathing into my hand, and my mic is all freaking. I can't. Oh. <laughs> oh God. Okay. Um. No, mouth breathing movie. Yeah, that's nose. Um, Straight nose breathing. That was nose. But, uh, shit, what was I saying? Mouth breathe, nose breathe. Um, Shin buying Megami stuff. Shingen Megami Tensei. Sukiyo and Christ. There we go. I, uh, yeah, that was one of the games that I was like, I like this enough to, to buy. Uh, uh, other ones being, like, Legend of Kage 2 and uh, the Bleach fighting game that I reviewed. But, like, and, and I'd never owned one of the things that I reviewed, and I was looking on Amazon, and Suikoden, Tear Christ, at the time that I looked at it, I don't know about right now at this moment. Uh, why don't we do that right now? But I, you know, when I looked at it, it was, it seemed that only auctioneers were selling it, and for, like, 45 bucks, and I'm like, uh, I, I don't think so. Um, and then I walked into the GameStop by my job, um, and I happened to see one sitting there, 
like new and I hadn't seen that there the, the the couple of weeks before when I you know when I'd walked in there so I was like all right let me just take this opportunity to buy it uh and I you know I wrote in the review that the voice acting I I wish you know I should I should just play it for you but I won't um I'll I'll, I'll splice it in later yeah see sweet golden tear christ uh for on Amazon buy new for $40.60 hmm <laughs> And then Valkyrie Profile, Covenant of the Plume, which is that uh, turn-based strategy game for the DS, is twenty-five bucks on Amazon. And at GameStop, I saw it for like twenty bucks. So it's this, nice. it's this kind of weird alternate universe where Amazon is not like the best source for like a game, and instead GameStop is selling it for much cheaper. You know. Well, of course, it's because Amazon is running on the claim that it's rare and you can't find it anywhere else, and GameStop is running on the claim that we got used games and we bought them for like three bucks. Yeah, but this one, the the, the ones that I saw weren't used. For Valkyrie Profile, really? Yeah, it was uh, the one that I saw was new for twenty bucks. See, I don't know if that's a good game though. Like, I've heard mixed reviews about that, I don't so know. I don't know if I care. But I, I, I do kind of care because the, the box art is nice, mm. and it's it's Valkyrie Profile. And I kind of, I kind of want to support the franchise, so I might just get it anyways. Anyway, um, should I still need to finish the PlayStation game? What I thought that I, yeah, I need to finish the PSP game. <laughs> what I thought originally that I was buying with uh with the Shin Megami Tensei game that I bought is actually Devil Summoner, which it's not. Devil Summoner mm-hmm. was the one that like a lot of people liked, and the one that I bought was the one that had mixed reviews, which is fine. I mean, uh, they it's based on the Etrian Odyssey engine, so it's like I'm familiar, I feel familiar with it a little bit, so. But okay. uh, so as far as Shin Megami Tensei goes, uh anybody who's played Etrian Odyssey will recognize kind of the motif of it. Um you you go around places like it's basically you have a hub world and then you dungeon crawl. And that that's kind of the type of thing that was kind of like, eh, you know, that I felt about Torchlight and why I didn't like the original Diablo, besides all, all the right. clicking. And, like, with, with I think with, you know, first-person RPGs, it's different. I mean, there's the, for me, I feel like there's a lot more substance to something like an Etrian Odyssey or this game than, um, and, and that just might be my preference. But I feel like there's more substance here. So I'm, I'm willing to do those types of dungeon crawling games. Anyway, so... The main hub, I guess, is your uh, ooh dun- magic clash of heroes. Twenty bucks. Mm, mm, mm. I'm getting so might distracted. Imag- heroes of might and magic. No, might and magic clash of heroes for the DS was a puzzle game with the might and magic name applied to it, and it was actually supposed to be really, really fun. Hmm. And I've been looking for that. So twenty bucks Amazon. I'm an advertisement. Um, but the Shimigami Tensei game, like the the hub world is your ship, um, that has crash landed in Antarctica in some weird dimension, and the dungeon is the weird dimension. So you're basically it's like Etrian Odyssey. You're going back and forth between your ship and the dungeon, just cr- getting deeper and 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 deeper and and finding deeper more. Deeper and deeper, deeper and deeper. I forgot the lyrics. I'm sorry. Uh, That's okay. Um, and so you, you just keep on exploring more and more and more, and you you start to be able to open up more areas. And um, in 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 that very general sense, it's like Etrian Odyssey. Uh, on a on a deeper level, it's and and this is I, I'm I'm in unknown territory here because I've never played a Mega Ten game, but uh, here comes the cat. Hello, cat. Um, it's the kitty. It's kitty. We're gonna talk about fucking. But it you can negotiate with the monsters that you meet in the alternate dimension. So it's I'm trying to find an analog to this. You basically you you're solo, um, and your party is formed of the monsters that you recruit. So it, it, I guess it's somewhat 
in some ways, like very, very slightly similar to Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, where you could, um, or was it Tactics Ogre? I can't remember. One of those games you could like one of your attacks was like was convince, right? And oh, then, that was Tactics Ogre. Okay. Oh, okay. I think you can also do that in FFT. Okay, but you know what I mean, right? It's like it's like you instead of fighting them, you you convince them to join your party. Um, mm-hmm. But this is where that was kind of just a bonus attack, not not a bonus attack, but just like a side attack. This that that's like the main way that you build up your party is that you talk to these monsters and you try to get them to join your side, and then eventually you have this whole roster filled with demons that you can like call to your side um, as your party members. So so you basically build up your oh, and I just knocked over a pile of shit in my room. But you basically build oh. up your own your own party full of monsters, um, which which wasn't. I will say that wasn't entirely clear to me when I first started. I was like, when am I going to get more party members? And as I'm going around the dungeon, like all these other people who are dressed up in the same suits as me, who came from the same ship as me, are all like, hey, man, you know, I blah, 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 blah. I, I found this in the dungeon. Or I did that. Or I'm like, all right, that's great. Are you going to fight with me or what? Like, I, I mean, like, I'm here by myself. You look like you could use a hand. Why aren't you joining my party? And then I, you know, then I kind of like actually did the right thing and read some of the manual. <laughs> And it was like I was like, oh, I'm supposed to make my own party. Damn it! And so then I, um, because I was walking around solo for like a good twenty minutes, not realizing that you know I, I like some of the monsters that I brought over weren't going to be useful until I put them in my party. You know, but so so how it works is you go to a monster and before you you don't go up to it at random battle, but uh, before you fight it, there's an option to you know there's an option to fight and run obviously, but then there's an, also an option to talk. Um, and so once you hit talk, you select which monster you want to talk to, and they'll start like they'll they'll start off by saying something, and then you'll have three responses to choose from. Like one monster will be like, "Huh, you look very strange," um, and then the game will tell you that your auras don't match, so that you might have a a, a tough time talking to the thing. And then he goes, "Oh, you're wearing strange clothes. What are those?" And you can choose between, "Oh, it's my favorite outfit," "Oh, it's my work clothes," or "Oh, it's my armor." And depending on what you choose, the monster is going to react and respond differently. So if you say, like, oh, it's my favorite outfit, sometimes the monster will go, ha, 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 these are funny clothes, you're a funny person, I like you. And then their mood will get better, and then it'll ask you another question, and you'll have to keep on talking. On the flip side, sometimes it'll go, your favorite outfit, you have no taste in fashion, I don't feel like talking to you anymore, and it'll go away. And you don't... Well, oh, you don't continue fighting? Yeah, it just goes away, and you don't fight it. Or sometimes it'll go, like... Like, how could you like such an outfit? That makes me angry, and its mood will decrease. Um, uh-huh. And then if you answer another question in a way that it doesn't like, it's like, now you've made me mad. Now i got to fight you, and then it'll fight you. You know. So, so I, it, either go, it goes one of three ways. Either you get it, either you, you end up um, having a pleasant conversation with the thing, and it'll eventually join you, which I'll talk about in a second. It'll get angry at you, and it'll fight with you, or it'll get angry with you and leave. So, like... It's it's basically it basically boils down to that. And when you convince it to join your party, or right before you convince it to join your party, it goes into a thing where it's like, all right, you want me to join your party? Well, I can't do such a thing for free. And then it'll ask you for either an item, it'll ask you f- to to drain some of your HP, to drain some of your MP, or it'll just join you straight up. Um, I forgot what else uh, it can do. I think it's mo- yeah, I think it's mostly just an item, HP, MP, or it'll just join you. Um, and sometimes it'll keep on asking you like, hey. Oh no no! It lost ask for money. Um, <laughs> These like, are some fiend and demons. Give me your money. <laughs> yeah, yeah, seriously, it's just like I, I need some crack. 
Well, I'm no, not even giving some crack. It's it's kind of creepy because when they um, what, like sometimes when they ask your HP, they're like, "I will join you. I like you, but first I must ask for something in return." I like your life energy. May I sip some? It's like, may, <laughs> may I, I suck your blood, please? Yeah, it's like, may I sip from your energy? And I'm like, uh, what? <laughs> but, you know, so if you overindulge it, it'll keep, it'll either keep on asking you for more shit, or it'll be like, you're, it'll say something, and I think that this is possible. I haven't done it yet, but I think, it, I think eventually it'll be like, oh, dude, you're a pushover. I don't want to join you anymore. Mm. Because you keep on giving into his demand. So this one monster asked me for like a really, a really valuable item. It was like it was like a Phoenix Down type item, but like there aren't there weren't that many of those. I don't think at the time. So it was like he was he was like I need something for you. May I sip from your life energy? I'm like yeah, fine. Do your porn thing. And so it drained some HP. And it was like I need something else from you. May I have some money? And I gave it some money. It was like hmm, just one more thing. I like that item you're carrying. May I have it? <laughs> and 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 like and I said no. I was like no, that you know I'm not going to give it to you. And he's like ah, I have asked for too much. You're right. Okay, oh, I'll join. Respectful. Yeah, he's like, he's like, he's like, all right, you know, I, 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 I think I, so. You know what I mean? They, they, it's not just cut and dried. And the, the bad part about it though, is that it's kind of inconsistent. Like I, um, I answer, I got this one monster by answering the questions in the exact same way that I answered them uh, for another monster that was of the same type. But that monster mm-hmm. got frustrated and left. And this one was like, oh yeah, you know, it was, it was a monster that I said, oh, this is my favorite clothing. Um, okay. And so it's like, well, if one monster – these are two of the same types of monsters, and one was just like, I think that's stupid, and one was like, I think that's great. It's like there's there's very little consistency there. And, I mean, it makes sense. Like, okay, Al, you and I are humans as far as I know, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, but we have different tastes. So if someone comes up to us and asks us, like, what we like, like what we like and, and, you know, we will answer it a different way. So I can I get that, but in a video game, that makes it very tough to, to formulate a strategy around that. True. So it's a little frustrating. Um it does make it funny though, because at least you get you get to see different reactions from different monsters. Like, so, so I don't know. Um, and they maybe the answers are somewhat tailored to the type of thing they are. Like maybe maybe two out of three answers will elicit similar responses, if not the same response. So I you know I don't know. Um, but it's um it's got this weird system where if you attack an enemy's weak point, like two other party members will like combine for a co-op attack, and it just. It doesn't really make sense to me. Not that, not in a way that like, like this shouldn't happen because this makes no logical sense. But it's like, okay, how do I, you know, how am I supposed to? Sh- Again, it's a, it's a question of understanding it to the point where you can strategize around it. And the only mm. strategy that I know so far is, okay, monster is weak to fire, so I will just keep on using fire attacks, and then I'll have this. Co- like, if that's all there is to it, that fine. But they made it kind of seem like there's a little bit more to it, so I, I don't really know. Um, I think uh, what else is there to say about this? Um, it starts off very slow. I think last week I said that I fell asleep while I was trying to get through all the dialogue. Um, <laughs> I didn't I recall. Yeah, and I and I pressed the power button instead of the A button to move along dialogue, and so I ended up resetting my DSI instead of, of you know <laughs> oh. because I don't know if you if you remember from last week I said that somewhere my synapses got crossed and like instead of using my right thumb I used my left thumb because I was falling asleep and I didn't know what was going on. Um, so yeah, basically, like I had been like sitting there, like nodding off for fifteen minutes, trying to get through the dialogue, and really, like, there's like about half an hour of game, maybe twenty minutes to half an hour of game, um, like of non-interactivity or not non-interactivity, but like you just don't do anything until like you. It's like chasing the goddamn cat for forty-five minutes in Grandia. Excellent. So I, I love mean, chasing like, that cat. Like you're doing fuck that cat. Yeah, fuck that cat. But you know what I mean? Like you're doing something, but you're not. You know what I mean? You're not really going forward. You're just spending all this time in this one thing. 
And, and in this case, it's just like sifting through dialogue and just moving around the ship. Um, oh, and as part of the Etrian Odyssey engine, like when you move around the ship, you don't guide a sprite around a ship or you mo- you don't move around in the first person. You just select the different areas from a menu and it'll just like come up as a static screen. So that, that, you know, that part of the game is streamlined, but um, everything else is just first person dungeon. Uh, that's Shin Megami Tensei. I also, uh, and, and I don't want to talk about Suikoden Tear Crest because I already talked about it, um, when I was reviewing it, mm-hmm. or after I reviewed it. Um, what else did I buy? Ah, Retro Game Challenge. Pete, I know you had that for a while, right? Or did you, did you, yeah, no, I, you I still have it. have it? No, I don't still have it, but I did have it. Right. I, um, I don't remember this is something that you said, but I was completely unprepared for the amount of useless dialogue that the game starts out with. Yeah. And I was like sitting, like I was really tired, but I wanted to just give it a shot to see what it was like. And it's the same thing as Shin Megami Tensei. I was sitting there for like 10 minutes just trying to click through all this dialogue and click and click and click. And it was like, oh yeah, I'm the game master. Oh, I'm going to send you back in time. Oh, yeah, now I'm back in time. And it's like, oh, who are you? You're from my future? (laughs) You are from my future? Do I play video games when I'm, because you know the whole premise behind it, right, Al? It's like, no. It's basic. Okay, so it's basically a take on Game Center CX where that guy just, that, that Japanese TV show where the guy just tries to play old school video games um, okay. and pass them. And so in this game, like the premise is that you are that guy, a fictionalized version of that guy, and you um, and, and he sends you back in time to challenge him as a child or to play games with him as a child on his Famicom. Okay. And so, like, you, you end up back in time, like, in this in this kid's house, and, like, he's talking to you, and he's asking you who you are, and you tell him, and he's like, do I get to play video games in the future? Wow, that's amazing. I should probably not play so many now, then, because I'm going to have plenty of time to play them later. You know, it's, it's dialogue like that, that, like, okay, it's a cute story, but I just want to play a goddamn game. And there's no yeah. way, unless I'm mistaken, Pete, you can verify this for me, there's, there, there wasn't any way for me to just press start and get right to the first mission. I'm um, pretty sure, yeah, there wasn't, because I remember uh, having to go through it all that, all that too when I first played it, and it was kind of annoying because I just wanted to play the game. I know. I mean, it's it's like sitting in war. It's like if you couldn't, um, if you couldn't skip cutscenes in WarioWare, and they were like five minutes long, basically, because you just yeah. want to, you just want to get to it. Like with that type of game, you just really want to get to it. Um, the only one that I played was the first one, which was a, uh, I think it was a Galaga ripoff, um, and that was kind of eh because. Like I, I think I had the wrong impression of it. I thought that it was going to be much, you know, much punchier, much quicker. Not like WarioWare, but not exactly like a long thing. <laughs> long thing. <laughs> uh, uh, the bird is a word. But basically, it was like okay, beat beat level five of this, you know, Galaga clone. They didn't call it a Galaga clone. But it was like beat level five of this game. So I'm like, all right. But instead of starting me off at level five and challenging me, like it starts me off at level one, and I had to play through all the levels. So I'm like, okay, this is, you know, uh, this is a lot longer than I expected it to be. I, you know, it, it's not that it wasn't fun, but it's like, it's more, I think it's more fun if they give you it in punchy bursts, like WarioWare, like, I don't know if this is a good analog, but like, like, like Half Minute Hero. Mm. Because I know yeah, Half, half I don't, Minute Hero is rather, it's punchy, and also at the same time, it's like, uh, you can speed right through it. Right, and and I know it's not that it, it's, Half a, half a minute of gameplay, but it, it's a restriction that they put on it that makes it quick, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that first part wasn't what I was it wasn't quite what I was expecting. But you know, I, I, again, I just started it. We'll see what happens. Um, the magazine part is funny. I think Pete, you touched on this already, but it's like they have a, a magazine called the Game Fan Magazine, which you know, and all of the stuff inside is like 
a parody of real shit out there. So, like, I mean, okay, so first of all, there was a magazine called Die Hard Game Fan. I think I may of still course. have, like, one or two issues around, lying around. Um, and then, like, they have they have a mailbag section answered by the Milkman. And James Milky from, um, formerly of 1UP, his nickname was Milkman. Right. Um, they have uh, they have a picture of Dan Shu in one of the letters columns. Like it's 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 not even like a lookalike. It's like a straight a straight rip from the magazine or from online. And it's like super compressed to make it look like it's kind of fake, but it's it's definitely Dan Shu. So it, there there are a lot of little quirky little like nods and shout outs in there that I think are pretty cool. So I, I'm starting. I, I hope it doesn't become a case where I play it more to get the magazines than to actually have fun with the games. Because uh, you know I want to enjoy playing the little games, but you know that magazine part of it is is kind of funny. I think. Um, what else have I been playing? There's a whole bunch of shit that I was playing from like three weeks ago that we never got to. I don't know if you want to take a break and talk about other shit first. Did I talk about Alpha Bounce last week? I don't think Alpha so. Alpha Bounce. Alpha Bounce. Uh, it doesn't sound so. familiar to Alpha, me. But. Alpha Bounce is a DSi downloadable game, and it uh, it's basically an RPG infused breakout clone, which is really uh, weird. Yes, you did talk about it. Okay. Um, what else was I playing? Now I have to find my goddamn DSi and open it up, and I don't. I'm, I'm too lazy to. I don't. I don't want. Oh yeah, I I finally tried playing. Um, what is that called? Um. I, I gotta find the name of this game. Um, box slot. Arts, art style Aquia. That's what it is. Um, so you know, there, there are a whole bunch of art style games for the DSi. Um, mm. I have Box Life and I have Pictobits, and I have Aquia, which which looks the most like um, like a, a Columns clone or something. I'll, I'll pull up the game and I'll and I'll show you guys a screenshot of it. Um, okay. But that was the game that I first played. That I was like, I don't. You know, I was saying that I didn't really get this. Um, I I wasn't understanding exactly how it worked. And if you, if you look at the screenshots there, and for those who are listening, you know, just look up um, art style Aquia. It's spelled A Q U I A. Um, and just look at screenshots of it. There's uh, it's it's a narrow column in the middle, which is yeah, I remember this. Yeah, it's three boxes wide by however um tall, and. It's it's it takes the basic match three mechanics in a different in a different way, and so the pieces that you use to elim- to to match three and, and and make blocks disappear sit outside of the column, and it's either on the left hand side of the column or the right hand side, and your job is to push it into that big column to shift the blocks over and you know kind of match three. It's really much it's again like 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 picked a bit. It's really much easier to visualize than to talk about, um, but so. So like your your goal is to just match three and and get these columns. So it's nothing superly superly super different from any other puzzler. But like I think it's the it's just a different take on it, and it's a very um I think a lot of it is the aesthetics, because it's supposed to, it, the the whole co- concept behind it is that like you're a deep sea diver, and that has nothing to do with the gameplay. But that's what it is anyways. Like you're you're deep sea diving and like um. It's all very blue, and and the the audio is very like kind of otherworldly because you're underwater and it's all peaceful. But oh no, your oxygen's running out, so you have to match these blocks of pu- and 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 make a puzzle game or something, you know. So it's it's very odd that way. Um, when you get into it, 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 it though it it does kind of help the the kind of ambiance does kind of help like keep you calm while you're playing it, which is a very nice thing. I don't, it, it's really it's really hard to describe this game. 
Um, but I finally, I, I think the point is that I finally learned how to play it. So, um, well, congratulations. Thank you. Um, what else did I play? Oh, I downloaded uh, Asphalt Urban GT4 for DSi. Four? Yeah, they're up to four. And then now they're not even selling a physical copy of the game? Well, it's Gameloft, you know, so they, they, they're probably kind of in the shitter. Well, not not in the shitter, but like, I mean, I, yeah, they, they probably just want to reduce as much as possible the, the amount mm-hmm. of physical product that they put out. Yeah, um, they, they would. But uh, it doesn't... I'll say this, like... The first Asphalt Urban GT game was a a very very nice surprise, and I don't know if I still have it. I might have sold it back, and I'm starting to regret it because uh, I have Asphalt Two as well, and I think I believe that's the one that's you got me that for Christmas, mm-hmm. Al. Um, and now I have Asphalt Two and Asphalt Four, and it's like I don't need the first one anymore. But it's kind of like a nostalgic thing. It, that's another topic I wanted to talk about one day. Is like launch nostalgia for like all the systems that we bought at launch like what were our first games and stuff like that but asphalt urban gt was one of those games that was like surprisingly good because like i i read the review of it on ign and you know ds first came out we were struggling to find games it was a terrible launch in my opinion and we were struggling to find anything that was fun and like so so you read up any reviews that you can when the system first comes out and like all the not all the reviews but like the game start reviews of it was all right uh the the ign review like craig really didn't like it and so i was kind of apprehensive but i was you know what? let me try it anyway and that ended up being a whole shitload better than ridge racer like a lot better than ridge racer for ds um it just felt good when you when you drove your car in that game and asphalt 2 and asphalt 2 still feels pretty good but again that's not nostalgic and then asphalt 4 for some reason doesn't control as well hmm. and i don't know what it is i don't know if it's that i'm, I'm you know i'm using um a larger DSi, and I'm just not used to playing a racing game on the large DSi. But it, that shouldn't matter. So I don't know. Um, it feels like it feels like it doesn't control it well. It feels slower, and it's trying to be too much like Burnout now, uh, where it has like a a um, a takedown mode. But because like Burnout is on a current gen system, and it has the physics to handle stuff like taking you down and like making it feel. Um, I don't I, I don't know the uh, any other word for it than just to say it feels good. But <laughs> you know like in 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 Asphalt 4 um it's is Pete playing Puzzle Quest? Oh sorry, all the clicking. No, yeah. I'm comparing motherboard, sorry. Oh, we should talk about that and see how how you're doing with that. Um but yeah, it's like it, it, it they they try to do a takedown mode and like I'm having the hard maybe I just suck. I could just suck, but I'm having the hardest time figuring out how to take down these cars because the physics, if there's one weakness to the Asphalt series, it's that the physics just really aren't all that there, you know? So, like, the racing is great, the control is, well, at least in the older games, the racing is great, the controller is, the control is great, but, like, bumping into cars feels weird. And so, like, with the, if that's the root of, you know, what you're supposed to try to do in this takedown mode, it doesn't feel good. So, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm slightly disappointed in it. It looks good, though. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll give it that. Um, what else have I been playing on my DSi? I think uh, I think that's about finally all I've been playing to save you guys some to, to, to give you guys some merciful release from what I've been doing. Um, I tried to play Mark of Cree on PlayStation 2 and that game hasn't aged so well and I, I, I say that as if I've played it before and I'm just now playing it again but that's not the case. Like I played it for the first time a long time ago played about half an hour and I liked it at that time and then I picked it up again a week and a half ago, and I didn't like it. 
Mm. Which is sad because, like, it was at the time, it was a very cleverly designed game. But I don't know. Al, you said you played it, right? I have it. I played it a long time ago, like the first. A real long time ago. And I was first introduced to it when I was working in Acclaim, and it looked really cool when I saw it in Acclaim, so I bought it used. (laughs) (laughs) Pardon me, it's bedtime for me. Um, It's bedtime. I got that with Manhunt, which is another game I haven't really played. Um, Manhunt. Well, okay, okay, the first Manhunt is actually pretty good, so. Yeah. Um, What was I in the middle of saying? (laughs) Uh, You know it's late for Al when he can't think of what the hell he's supposed to say. Manhunt Um, and... uh, Mark of uh, Cree. Mark of Cree, That game. And I played, like, the first level, and then I haven't, like, played it because I just haven't. I I I feel like that's one of those games that just kind of falls to the wayside, you know, when when other stuff start, starts coming through. Something I'm, you know, it's really weird. There there are these like, there are these um, there are these old PS2 games that I don't remember whether or not I have. I could have sworn at some point in my life that I purchased Maximo, but I don't have it anymore. I really wanted Maximo too. So I don't know, um, but yeah, that's I saw all it I can... in uh Best Buy. I don't know which Maximo it was, but I did see. A Maximo on PS2 Greatest Hits. I was like, shit, I should probably get it before it disappeared. I saw it used at GameStop for for like three dollars when I was like when I when I had brought my PlayStation 2 over to watch movies, and I was like, I kind of want to you know casually walk in and just buy a PS2 game. And I was about to buy Maximo, but I was like, I think I already have this. So I think I already did this very same thing when I was traveling for work in another city, and I walked into a GameStop and I saw something that I wanted to buy, and it was Maximo. So I don't even know. The, the last, <laughs> it's like deja vu. Maybe I have two copies of Maximo already. Who knows? If you do, give me one. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, that's all I've been playing, I suppose. I suppose we get on to talking about some stuff like Pete's computer and then maybe some Bioshock. But before we do that, we're going to take a break. Hey, we're back in the sky because that's where we've gone from being underwater. We are we are looking at the Bioshock Infinite trailer, and I don't quite know what to make out of it. I I mean, when I first heard that Bioshock was uh, okay, so the title Bioshock, like I mean, it's not necessarily a sequel to System Shock, but it's like it, it's it's kind of like a spiritual successor. So I always felt like Bioshock and water just kind of felt felt right <laughs> for lack of a better word like it, it felt like the title made sense I don't, I don't know that being in the sky is a bio i don't know i, I don't know if i'm making any sense mm. it has something to do with biology you know why it's because if they're underwater they're living in domes and i, I keep on thinking about biodome mm-hmm. so uh before we even just because we're in the bubble doesn't mean we can't cause any trouble. What? I know it's what that's biodome. Oh, it is from that. Did you know? Did 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 you know that the bird is a word, Pete? Have you heard? Did you know the biodome? I actually love that movie. Really? <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. All right. I, imdb.com. It's Pauly Shore. 
But and, oh, I am not. I am not pulling that up on my on my browser. No, 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 Paulie Short. No, 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 sir, no, sir. Um, but before we even try to talk about this, I don't know what we're gonna say about it. But how far are you guys in Biocock Shock? Um, the same place I've been as of two thousand seven, eight, which is where. Uh, halfway through the first game, and that's about it. Oh, so you're, I, you, you and Al might be in the same place. I think. I will perpetually be in that place because I'll probably never go back to Bioshock. Why is that? Just because I have no interest in going back to it. You don't, you didn't like it that much. I didn't hate it, but at, like I've talked about it before that it just like the game did not. Oh, this 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 might have been a big Game Slaves Radio topic. For it, those, I'm pretty sure it was. For those who don't remember, can you syn- synopsisize it? Where uh, I, I hated uh, that you had to find the radio diaries all over the oh, place. That thing. Um, yeah. And I spent the game looking at corners and floors instead of the actual environment, which was what you know I should have been looking at. Corners and, and floors. You like floors, huh? And I didn't like the whole Vita Chamber like goblin tactics right. of taking on big daddies. And I don't know. I just the game was definitely cool, but the gameplay was not fun for me. Yeah, that kind of worries me about it. I mean, I, uh, I was into it at the beginning for the environment before you know before the game crashed. But the whole Vita Chamber thing. I don't know, like, it's it's funny when, when you hear how different people talked about it, like, the, the Ziff guy, well, back when it was Ziff, uh, the Ziff guys were all like, you know, oh, this is a masterpiece, like, the, the messages, and I don't know the ending, well, I, I actually kind of, I think it's been spoiled for me, but I, I try to be in denial about it, but I, you know, and they're all like, oh, they're like, like, how artistically done it is, and what a, you know, what it means for game storytelling, and like, how all, like, how amazing it is, and then Gersman drops it a 9.0, which is a great score, Okay, nine is a great score, and like they're on the podcast going like, I think the Gamespot guys like gave it a nine. Are they like like it should be a ten? Like what are they talking about? Blah 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 blah. And they're like they're like oh yeah, so the gameplay is not perfect. And I'm like, that's kind of a big part of it. Like mm-hmm. a, a game like that, I I you know I, I so so Al, you've been playing it. You, you had been playing it, and you and Tony I know talked about it quite a bit. Um, can you refresh my memory on what, like, like, just how do you feel about the gameplay of it? You know, the, the things with the Vita Chamber and all that type of stuff. Uh, well, I, I don't like the fact that the ammo in the game is so damn limited. And it's not a survival horror game. So it's not like it's a plotting kind of, you have to take your time, and you have to shoot things in the right place to conserve your ammo. Um, you know, you can make headshots on things, and you can still kind of have to take more than one or two shots to take down an enemy. But I do like the fact that they come up with strategies that you use to combine your uh, plasmid attacks with regular, um, you know, weapon attacks to make these enemies fall down simpler. Right. It's not really simpler, but it's simpler on your ammo. Um, Like, the easiest thing you can do with pretty much any enemy is you shock them with the, uh, the... Shock, the electric shock, uh, plasma. The bio shock. Uh, and then you switch to your wrench and then you knock the shit out of them. Oh, they, it's they funny. In like one shot. Um, only thing is, like, you get these situations where there are multiple enemies and it gets a little frantic, which in one hand is fun and the other hand is kind of, uh, cumbersome. But it's only cumbersome, like, to me, it was only cumbersome when I was getting used to the game. When I started playing it at length 
and from when I got to from the beginning to where I am now, it, it wasn't so bad. But right when I started playing, and probably when I start playing it again, I'm going to be feeling really cumbersome like oh I, I forgot I have to switch to this and I gotta use that and I gotta switch to this and switch back and go back and forth between the plasmids and the weapons but it's just an adjustment period for me. Something that I heard um, and again this is primarily coming from Gershman is that like it's pretty much plasmids and wrench plasmids and wrench like there's no point in needing to use any of the other weapons in the game. Technically there isn't um, because you can really get away with like freezing an enemy, using a wrench to break them. But the thing is, if you freeze them and they use the wrench to break them, you don't get a drop. Oh. And you can't loot them. Well, basically, you don't get a drop. Um, so there's no chance of you getting any ammo or any, uh, you know, EV hypos or anything like that. Um, so technically, it all kind of boils down to the electric shock and right. the wrench. Uh, which... You know, there are certain situations where you can use things like the fire. There's oil on the ground. You shoot the fire into the oil. And uh, then there's water. And you can shoot the ice into the water and things like that. But um, it all, like, is thrown away. It's just tossed into the garbage once you get to the Big Daddy aspect because Big Daddies aren't really affected by any of that stuff much. That, and... That... That whole, like, it comes down to wrench and electricity reminds me of Scribble Knots, where it's like, oh, yeah, helicopter rope. Yeah, or jetpack laser. Jetpack laser. <laughs> and, yeah, basically, it kind of it reminds me of that, too. But you throw all that out the window when you get to the Big Daddy, because now it's like, okay, I got to blow all my ammo, and I got to blow all my plasmid, you know, all my Eve, and blow all my ammo, and then die, because... I have no other things, and I don't want to be faced up against this thing which will hit me and take most of my life in one hit. So you're constantly running away from this thing, but it's not like you don't you have like all the ammo in the world and you can take them out and then continue on with the game as if you didn't just deplete all your stores. So running into a big daddy is like a pain in the ass sometimes, but as one good thing, they just mill around. So you can technically run around, and only if you really, really need, this is one way you can play. Only if you really, really need to get the Little Sisters, or if you are compelled to, will you ever really need to fight a Big Daddy. Mm -hmm. But, of course, if you do not fight the Big Daddies and get the Little Sisters and do whatever you will, then you'll never get any power-ups. Yeah, and and I heard that... um... Then that's kind of one of the things where where it's like I I heard and maybe this is Tony who was saying it and not you, but it's like you know you fight a big daddy you get killed you start off at the vital chamber again and you keep you keep on whittling down at it until it dies mm-hmm. you know and I I know that like uh, the the reason why people praise that so much is because oh it's all about the story and the environment and like it's all about pushing you ahead and not limiting you and I'm like no I no I don't like that like I want. Like it's the same thing as with Limbo or with other games that I've like I have my little nitpicky things about that like I want to be able to beat you if I'm good enough and if I'm not yeah. good enough I don't want to be able to beat you I don't want you to start me off at a start me off at a life chamber again like like a respawn point with all my health back to where it was but the enemy is like you know depleted because like, I don't know it just it just doesn't sit well with me um, and I think that I've, I, I what I've heard from a lot of people is that Bioshock Two 
greatly improves upon that, upon the whole, like, oh, wrench electricity thing, and it's actually a much better game than it than, than the first Bioshock is. And I haven't played it, and, and Pete, I'm assuming you didn't bother checking it out because you didn't like the first one that much anyways. Did, did you even touch the first the, the second one at all from GameStop? No. No? No. So I don't like I I don't know what to expect from Bioshock Infinite at all. I mean I can I can try to like for the the trailer really doesn't say anything about what we can expect from the game other than the environment to me. Um, I I'm sure that that whole like thing with the girl uh, and for anyone who hasn't seen the trailer you should watch it. It's 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 a nicely done. It's a it's a pretty trailer. Um, the whole thing with the girl like trying to get that dude from falling out of the sky and like the roses and all that shit. I'm sure that there's some kind of you know hint in there about what the game might be like. Like, do you guys have any any clue whatsoever what that could be? Like, maybe this is like a does this take place? This takes place before Bioshock, right? Because this is like 1912 or something. I think. Well, I think that this move, uh, unless that thing, it looks like it's an alternate reality. Right. Well, let, let's well, let's so... read. Let me read Matt Kessler's synopsis of it um, on Giant Bomb. Okay, because okay, I wanted to says, mention that the the whole World's Fair thing said 1839 or something like that. Right. Well, the like, World's wow, Fair took... a long time ago. Yeah. Um, it says, at a 2K press event in New York City, New York City, Irrational Games revealed its long development follow-up to 2007's Bioshock, Bioshock Infinite. Helmed by series creator Ken Levine, Bioshock Infinite looks to take the basic concepts of the franchise and transfer them into a new setting outside the world of Rapture. In fact, according to the trailer and synopsis of the game on the main site, Bioshock Infinite couldn't be farther from the underwater city of Rapture. Bioshock Infinite takes place in 1912 on top mm. of the floating city of Colombia, a steampunk-looking sky city to complete with blimps and floating balloons. Players will take the role of Booker DeWitt, a disgraced Pinkerton agent, sent up to Colombia to rescue a girl named Elizabeth from the floating city. So I guess that's the girl with the roses. Mm. DeWitt will team up with Elizabeth over the course of the game, working together and augmenting each other's abilities in order to escape the city before it crashes to the ground. DeWitt will have to take down foes in the city of Columbia and in the clouds in Skyland battles in order to get Elizabeth out safely. So maybe she, I guess she can do shit with roses. Mm-hmm. Like make you not fall. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I, I think, um, I don't know. I would imagine that may, maybe they're doing some, maybe they're trying to do some kind of co-op thing here. I don't know. Probably not. You don't think so? I, I think that that girl is just like love interest. And... It's so, so nothing like nothing out. like Resident Evil Five, because because they clearly say here about augmenting each other's abilities. So I'm wonder that's why that's why it makes me wonder if mm. they're going to do a Resident Evil Five type of thing. Maybe I mean the other character probably wouldn't be uh, a player. I, I don't know. It doesn't seem like people are making co-op games at all. At all? I mean they're like I, I, I mean not named... at all. <laughs> literally, I mean that. People aren't really making co-op games. I I've, I went through a search of like PS3 games that had co-op, and I found like two, and they were like racing games. Well, I mean, like like traditionally single-player games like Resident Evil just came out with Resident Evil Five like two years ago, and I'm not saying that's a lot, but it's certainly a shift in trend from like okay, this is Quake. I mean, you had Gears of War, you had Gears of War Two, you had something like like the is Halo supposed to is Halo reach supposed to have a good co-op element i don't know um i mean there again something like resident evil 5 is a huge different step in that series kind of um in that series in general um lost planet 2 was all about like cooperative multiplayer to the point where you couldn't pause the game Mm -hmm. 
because it was supposed to be co-op. Yeah, a lot of those games are also, uh, well, I don't know, Lost Planet, did that come out for PS3? E yes. Yes, I think so. Yes? I'll check that. I'll check that out. But Yeah. Because I might have taken a look at games before Lost Planet 2 came out. You said Lost um, Planet. You said PlayStation Three, so I looked up Lost Planet Three, which excellent. doesn't exist. Yeah, it came out for 360 PC and PlayStation Three. Mm -hmm. Like, but I mean, I, I think it's probably because like like it's not a game like well, or or at least something like Resident Evil isn't something that you would immediately gravitate to as oh it's a co-op game because it's like what Resident Evil no it's not a co-op game but it is you know that come um, out for PS3 Resident Evil Five yeah yeah damn yeah. What what are you looking at? No, I'm just. But again, again, I don't. It's think not it's that I'm looking at it. It's just that I don't remember because I, don't, I but, hadn't paid attention to anything that came off of PlayStation Three uh, since. But the the other thing is like what I was just saying is that it's not like you missed it, but it's like when you see Resident Evil Five, the first thing that jumps out at you is not co-op. It's okay, it's Resident Evil because you don't associate co-op with Resident Evil. But a website, or at least I don't have it listed as a co-op game. What were you looking at? What website? I don't remember what website it was, but it was a website that you could basically pull out a list of games based I on see. Okay. whether it had co-op or if it had um, drop-in, drop-out, right? competitive. I don't remember exactly what the site was because it was just like a, a loose thing one day if the co-worker was like, oh, we should get a PS3 game and uh, right. play co-op, and we couldn't find one. Well, I mean, you got uh, like in general. I mean, you got you got New Super Mario Brothers Wii, which is like I don't know if you call it co-op, but it's definitely like multiplayer in the same room for a tradition yeah. for a game that's traditionally not co-op. And then you've got Modern Warfare and Modern Warfare Two, which had its um, I forgot the Spec Ops mode, which is like super co-op. You know, that's the thing that everyone was raving about when the game came out. So I I, I personally feel that there's a slight trend towards like putting more cooperative or at least same room multiplayer elements in games that most of the time you don't really associate that with it. Or at the very least, they're trying to push it forward and change things. Like Spec Ops for, for uh, Modern Warfare 2, I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to go forward and say that it's never been done before, because it probably has, but like just in the way that they emphasized it, um, and, they, and they kind of really took a lot of time in crafting it. Have you played any Modern Warfare 2? No. Ah, okay. Spec Ops is um, like... They'll drop you into to cooperative scenarios, so like one of you will be a helicopter gunner, and the other one of you be on the ground trying to like make it to a goal. And you know, obviously, the helicopter gunner is supposed to support the guy who's on the ground. So things like that. Um, then they're the typical, just like you know, uh, uh, two guys on the ground trying to do shit missions. Um, and okay. that's totally that's totally separate from the single player mission. It's its own mode with like, Pete. Do you know how many stages of uh, Spec Ops there are? No, I never even bothered playing any Spec Ops. Uh, never had anybody to play with. Oh no! Yes, that's Aww. the other problem that I think is with co-op. Most people are so invested in the competitive multiplayer that they probably don't even glance at the co-op mode, which disturbs me. Which is why I say that it seems like people aren't really doing anything with co-op, or at least they're not doing things with co-op and advertising the fact that, hey, this game has co-op. You should get it because not only is it a compelling single-player experience I, and I, a great I, online yeah. multiplayer versus, but it also has great online or single, how you know, split-screen multiplayer. I don't know that that's true. I think that they are pushing it, but people don't want to hear it. I really don't think that people want to hear it, and that's like I, I'm I'm on with you. Like I, I traditionally have been like a, a you know a single player guy, but like um, if I'm playing something like Titan Quest, I want to play co op with you. If I'm playing something like Quake, I don't want to do co op. 
Because Quake, I don't know. I don't like the single player. That's the thing with Quake 2, right? The single player game is not that great, in my opinion. And I don't. I just don't like the levels. I don't like how it feels. I'd rather run around and kill people, or or play in assault like mode, which is still competitive, but I'm you still get to play with a team. But I think like with a game like Lost Planet Four. Lo- wow. Wow. I was, about to, I was about to say Lost Planet Four. Uh huh. With a game like Lost Planet Two, like that was the huge crux of it. I think the problem with that game was that it just sucked. Like people just didn't like that game. Yeah. Well, um, then and with yeah, modern, that one goes. Yeah. yeah, and with Modern Warfare Two, like there was like everyone with like trailers out there and 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 developer diaries talking about Spec Ops mode. But at the end of the day, what's the persistent world part is multiplayer competitive. You know. So I mean that's what is well, and, and that's not to say that Spec Ops isn't being played, but I guess because it's not like it's it, due because of the nature of Spec Ops, it's not like a persistent online world. Like there's less. Um, there's less room for someone like you or me who don't really get into Modern Warfare to actually hear about it as much as they do advertise it. It still doesn't get, by nature, it doesn't get the um, the attention only because it's not a persistent world. You know, it's not a persistent world. It's not uh, what people are, like, gaining levels in. You know, people will play Spec Ops to death, but that doesn't mean that, like, you'll necessarily see that. But I do think that, like, they were pushing it, um... So I don't know, like I, I don't, and and I, I know this is like a huge tangent away from Bioshock Infinite, <laughs> but I, I don't know if um, I don't know. I asked you, I never really gave my opinion. I don't, I, I think I'm with you. Is I don't think they're going to do anything with it with the co-op in there. Um, now that I think about it, I, I don't know how they could. Um, unless they made it a co-op game like RE5, but right, it would be drop and in, I, drop I, out. And I don't, I don't feel like they want to take it that way because at least as far as the first Bioshock is concerned. I know that they really, really wanted to push the story. And it's going to be hard. To, I, I would think that it's going to be hard to kind of do that in the way that Ken Levine wants to. Mm-hmm. If they do call Who's mouth breathing? Sorry, I moved my hand again. <laughs> Nose breathing. I think it's because my nose is closed on one side. And I usually oh. put my hand over my mouth to help myself breathe. And then that completely fucks everything up. Err? Don't worry about and, it. I have and over mouth. Sinus. Let's take a look in the mailbag. We haven't done that in a while. Because people don't write in. What should we do about that? Uh, flog. Flog? Yeah, we should flog people. We should flog people? What Publicly. Should people do? What should people do to write in? Uh, They should write whether I should get a DSi or DSi XL. Ah... Uh. Is that a serious question, or are you just... That is a serious question, actually. That is a serious question. Let's talk about that for a little bit, then, after I look at the spam in our mailbox. Let's see. Okay. Mickey. So you think it... Oh, fuck. Mickey at (laughs) oak.co.il. The email reads, health. And there's a URL, and that's it. Wonderful. Okay, what were you going to say, Pete? I'm typing it out. Oh. Pete is typing it out. Should you buy a DSi or DSi XL? Well, what are your priorities for for a DSi type unit? I don't really have any. I just feel like my DS is rather old, and I could probably benefit from having a DS with uh, DSi wear capability and a oh, bigger screen and a brighter screen. Oh, that's that's not really what I meant. What I meant was like, but like if you were in. I'm saying if only because, well, the 3DS is a couple mm-hmm. months away. But if you were to get a DSi-type unit, what is important to you in said unit? Like, would you rather have a bigger screen? Would you rather save money? 
where where does the priority lie and so so that i can say well it's worth the money to have the bigger screen or it's not worth the money to have the bigger screen you know yeah that's my problem that's that's the main reason why i'm asking dsi or dsi xl because i i don't know whether you know i will have the money it'll be either 200 or 170 that's not a problem it's just Mm -hmm. that i got the money um, (laughs) it's just that i don't know whether i should bother first off and second, um, whether if I do bother, will getting an XL just be like, I guess, just frivolous? Um, as an owner of an XL and having been an owner of a light, not a DSi, but just a regular old light. Um, oh, here's another question. How often do you find yourself in a position where you want to take out your DS to play um while while traveling such that you need it to be portable like like because a lot of people play a ds because of the way of what the system is not because it's portable but like other people like need to keep it portable well i drive so that right. means absolutely nothing with for travel I, you, I you have you have no issues with storage or carrying things right i just throw shit in a bag and throw the shit in the car okay because because this will be hard to fit in a pocket and it's uncomfortable it's uncomfortable to even hold in a cargo pocket i'll tell you that much mm-hmm. like the psp is more comfortable to hold in a cargo pocket and that thing is beastly so um oh but wait are you talking about a regular psp or the PSP? regular psp regular oh, PSP okay. that i have because um my psp just like goes anywhere because that one's a lot lighter yeah and it's less that one's a lot a lot lighter it's actually um, very comparable it's shorter but longer than my ds oh and lighter um obviously lighter i i will say that you know you should probably end up saving your money and just going for the oh no do i want to say that see my main problem is that the ds that i have is an original Nintendo DS. The stylus is tiny. And, oh, oh, uh, I'm not. No, no, no. I wasn't saying save your money and don't get one at all. Oh, I'm saying between. Again, we're 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 in this microcosm where the decision is going to be. I'm going to buy the DSi. Which one should it be? Um, my first reaction was to say save your money, but now that I'm thinking about it, like I just went through saying on this very podcast that like that extra screen real estate is so easy on the eyes. Like it 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 it's kind of um it's a little liberating. To be quite frank, at the same time, the old DS light that I have is much more comfortable to hold. Mm-hmm. That's I another don't, thing. I don't know what the buttons are like on the DSi non-XL, but I can tell you that I the the buttons on the DS light like those are like those are my favorite out of all the Nintendo portable buttons. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that and the, the micro, which which has the same buttons. Um, so yeah, you had you have a micro, right? You remember what the D pad and the buttons feel like? Yeah, no, those are the, the D pad and buttons that are on the light, and I think the the DSI, but the XL okay. goes back to the original yeah. DS format. Correct, and I don't like that. I don't um, mind it. Okay, so th- if that's not an issue, then that should be a non uh, a non factor in that. So there's that. Let's cross that one off the list. Um, you may you may balk a little bit at the fact that each pixel is bigger just due to the size of the screen. Right. I have like I notice it, but it doesn't bother me because it's still kind of rich. Um, Castlevania Order of Ecclesia still looks great. Mm-hmm. Um, I think maybe maybe games with pre-rendered backgrounds don't do as well. Like when I popped in Suicode and Tear Christ, it didn't it didn't look as pretty as it did on the DS Lite. Mm. Um, 
that's a tough question. Thirty dollars is thirty dollars, man. <laughs> I know, um, but then they have these deals where you like. I mean, granted, a lot of them are you get games that you already own, like get a DSi XL and you get Mario Kart and Mario uh, New Suit Marbles with it. I could sell those. Right. Probably sell them on I, eBay. I wasn't like, able to take advantage price. of said deals. Um, but Did you they know, just come out like or that. something? Did they just come out or something? Those deals? Yeah, those are like Target deals or came out. Oh, Target! No wonder. Yeah. But uh, odds are they probably won't be around by the time I am uh, ready to buy one. I have no idea when I'm going to be ready to buy one because of life. And then that's that's the other problem. The other problem is that because I don't know when I'm going to be ready to buy one, and I'm content with playing my DS through that period of time, then should I just wait till March? Okay, if we're taking the question outside of that microcosm, then I would say, yeah, just save your money. Because you've lasted this long. Like, I don't know how you did it, but you lasted this long putting up with that dim screen and the and the small stylus and the bulk. Yeah, I mean, you might as well just keep going. Like, I like I could not go back to a regular DS after playing. And see, the game. other thing is that I'm, I'm missing out on DSiWare. Yeah, the, the thing that you have to be cautious about is that um, you are not, at least as of now, um, Nintendo has been very poor about letting you transfer shit that you own to other shit that you own. Right, and that I don't like, care about. I will bring out a different DS in a different day of the week. See, when it comes to transferring, I, I, I don't... When it comes to having different pieces of equipment that I can take out with me at any particular period of time, it doesn't matter. I can carry a DS... And a Game Boy Micro, if I wanted, if I didn't want to play my DS, uh, my GBA game in but my is it, DS. But does it really make sense to do that when the, the 3DS is right around the corner? And you know, you you tend to kind of like you like we were talking about Dragon Quest Nine. Like you you find something you like and you completely stick to it. So so what if you're missing the DSiWare for the next eight months or however many months until the DS DS 3DS comes out, right? So, like you'll have plenty of shit to tide you over. Oh, it's not like it, well, it's not yeah. gonna go. It's not gonna go away, right? Unlike unlike the... retail games, which may drop off the shelf, right? And that's the main reason why I still have this DS uh, sitting in front of me. Yeah, I I would say if we're stepping outside of should I get an XL or a, or, or a regular, and we're stepping out into should I get one at all, uh, I would say no. Wait for the 3DS. You know, don't don't do what I did and get it right before the 3DS was announced, and then have the 3DS be announced and be like, oh shit, because that's what happened to me. Yeah, but you had to get one. But I guess if you knew, you would have just gotten a regular DSi, uh, or 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 no, not not a regular DSi, just or a DS Lite, and save more money, mm-hmm. you know. But I I want I was, I think I was ready for the upgrade, and it was also just the it was the prospect of having a new toy, right, right. right. Whereas a DS Lite would have been an old toy. I will say that the big ass pen stylus that comes with with the DSi XL is pretty cool. Mm. Yeah, I, I bet. Know, it I is. don't know if you've seen it. I've seen it. It's really comfortable to hold, just because it's like it's like a regular bulky pen. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. And it, it even has this really stupid like clip on it that doesn't work, <laughs> like the clip on a pen to like you know kind of clip it to your pocket. Like it, it's just a piece of plastic that juts out of it. It doesn't clip. It's just made to look like a pen, which is stupid, but it it's funny. I don't I don't know. Um. Anyway, so yes, verdict is just stick with the old stanky red DS light. DS 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 DS. Mm-hmm. Regular DS. Sorry. Um, you could get a heavier stylus. I could give me my heavier stylus. It won't fit into my DS. I yeah, mean, it's well, not about the heavier stylus. It's about a, 
a size. Yeah, a style that fits into it's my It's not head about out. the girth, it's the size. Ah, it's not about the, the motion in the ocean. Uh, well, no, uh, like, it being heavier does help. Oh, it, it, I don't know. I think that me crunching up my hand for long periods of time... It, it doesn't help that, but it's it doesn't necessarily help that discomfort, but it's still... It still aids in the um, <laughs> aids. aids. Eh, oh, that's that's wrong. It still it still helps in the um, cause cause not only w- w- if it's if it's that tiny the stylus, it's uncomfortable to clink, crinkle your hand up. But then you also have to exert more control or, or like you have to put more weight onto it because it's it's a lighter thing. You know, it, it feels flimsy and you don't feel like you have the best control over it, so you have to you know exert more force on it. I, I don't know. if that oh, makes I don't. Sense. I I usually wind up holding my DS light uh, my my DS stylus with like the lightest kind of hold ever, and then I keep dropping it. But that's not a problem for me because I haven't played a stylus based game in a while. Oh. But um, I usually don't have problems with its weight. It's more its size. And <laughs> uh, uh, and um, also with the the weight of the DS in my other hand, which I'm sure that it's probably easier to hold a DSi. That was the other thing I was kind of thinking about when I compared the two. Holding a DSi in your left hand with the stylus in your right is probably easier than holding a DSi XL in your left hand and a stylus in your right. But they yes. weigh about the same, so I don't know. No. They were or, about or, the same, according to unless the website. I, uh, according to what? According to the Nintendo website. I'll check it again. It, it doesn't feel like it does. Uh, it really doesn't. It doesn't. It could be a placebo effect, but I don't, I don't feel that. Uh, well, okay, I should clarify. It, the, the, the weight difference between a DS Lite and a DS IXL is noticeable for me. Maybe, oh, wait, yeah, no, no. But not the I'm, DSi versus DSi XL. Uh, I was comparing because the DSi and the DS Lite weigh about the same. Oh, you that's mean the regular one. It's the DSi XL that's uh it's a whole 3 ounces bigger, 4 ounces heavier. Um but yeah, the DS Lite is 216 grams which they don't convert into ounces, but the DSi <laughs> is 214. Yeah, grams. those those are very similar. Those are yeah. pretty much the same except one is in matte and one is slightly longer and stubbier. Right, and you know what I don't quite understand. What don't you understand? Is in the comparison on the Nintendo website, the DS Lite lasts yeah. fifteen to nineteen hours on the lowest brightest brightness setting, mm-hmm. the battery. The mm-hmm. DSi lasts between nine and fourteen hours on the lowest brightness, and the DSi XL lasts for thirteen to seventeen hours on the lowest screen brightness. As I think, when the DSi came out, the lowest brightness setting was probably brighter. Maybe I don't know. Or maybe they come know. out with a, a stronger battery for the DSi XL. Yeah, that that I don't have a problem believing. It's it's the 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 jump, not the jump, but the 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 decrease from the from DS Lite to DSi. That's weird. Mm-hmm. You know, like why would they do that? Like, yeah. wouldn't you think? I, don't I know. think that's that could. I don't know. Maybe because there's something running in the background that makes you that allows you to switch games without having to turn it off. I guess I don't know. I don't Pete, know. with your extensive electrical engineering background, what would you say? Uh, explode? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I blew up a a strobe light I made in electronics class once. Please tell us about this. It's I'm not curious. A very to hear. long story. I put the I think I put the capacitor in backwards or something. I oh, don't know, shit. but it, it was working for a while, so I took it home and I was 
listening to some stupid ass, you know, angsty teenager music and <laughs> playing <laughs> let, let my strobe light go off and then it just like there was this loud like pop and this hissing and I turned on the regular light and I noticed my room was filled with all this like weird smoke and it stank like like sulfur or something. I don't know, it stank really bad. <laughs> and uh yeah, after I opened up the window and cleared out all the smoke and stuff, I noticed that I guess I, I'm pretty sure it was the capacitor that exploded because like there was like this weird mark left on my desk that looked like the screaming face from that painting. Yes, and, and that's that my story. Like something that I did <laughs> when I was a building a, a computer. Tyke. Well, not when I was building a computer, not my own, but when I first learned about building computers, I hate telling the story. Is this a CPU gaff? No, this is the. Oh, you gotta tell the CPU. This one is too. the Super ISA. Uh, oh, I don't know if okay. I ever. I, I'm pretty sure I told you about this. I'm not yeah. talking about the CPU thing. Come on, no. <laughs> yes, but I will I f- talk about it. No. <laughs> when I first turned on, when I first, when so I first learned, I once tried to put a CPU in the wrong. What? <laughs> when I first learned about building computers, when I was like 13, uh, we were working with an 8088, which. Most people have listening probably have absolutely no idea what the hell that is, and that's okay. Um, it was one of wow. the first IBM computers, um, one of the first that were personal computers, I should say. Mm-hmm. And inside that computer had only eight-bit ISA slots, which probably most people listening to this podcast don't know what an ISA slot is or an ISA, ISA. card. But essentially, it is so long, like is a specific slots. type. No, no, these are the shorter ones. The eight bit cards. The ISA ones? Yeah, they they were as big as PCI cards. Oh, but I the eight bit ones. Oh, okay, okay. Which only had one uh one set of connector teeth. Right. Then they had the sixteen bit ISA ones, which were two sets of connector teeth, which were dubbed Super ISA before they became the standard. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, hey, I'll plug this into this computer. It's a super ISA. It'll work. <laughs> it's super. Mind you, one of, one of the sets of teeth is just hanging out into nowhere. And the other set of teeth is plugged into the computer. Turn on the computer. <laughs> and then the, the, the most like job, nastiest battery acid smell filled the room. Good job. Good job. I was embarrassed. Uh, and after everything was cleared out, capacitor blew on the on the chip, which is good because the computer still worked. But the capacitor blew on the ISA card, which I had no I don't know what it did. I don't know if it was a video card or if it was a sound card or whatever, but uh one of my very first times I was building a computer. Not even building, just looking into it and changing stuff around. I Blue capacitor. It's the only time I ever blew capacitor in a computer in my life. So this one time, Al was trying to do this thing with a CPU. And <sighs> <laughs> I'm not gonna say it. Don't worry. Um, I guess we'll close it out with an embarrassing PC story of mine. And Al, you were there. Oh for no, shit! Yeah, I got two either. minutes. So go quick. I'll do it really quickly. So I was trying to build a computer, and I forgot that you had to have something holding out the motherboard from the actual bottom of the case. So I tried when I was trying to screw the motherboard in the case, it was touching the case, and I turned it on and I shorted the motherboard out and it broke. So Al comes by. Yes, Al comes by and is trying to help me and realizes the problem and he's like, he smells the motherboard. No, don't say it. He smell No, 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 no. That was different. But you smell the motherboard and you you're like, okay, 
it doesn't smell bad, take it back to the store and say it was broken. And oh, it's not that one. No, smells like burning oh. was, when you were, was when you were playing No One Lives Forever and it sh- and it like crashed my computer <laughs> yes. because it was in the summer and my power supply got way too hot. Yeah, it, it smells like burning. Oh, so that's man. it. Pete, where do you live on the internet? Twitter.com slash Riven. Twitter.com slash Riven. What about photos? Uh, just go to... Yeah, fuck. Make me say everything. <laughs> Flickr.com slash GS Riven. But not Flickr.com slash Riven. Yeah. Hurry up, 45 seconds. Okay, Pete, I mean Al. Excellent. So, yeah. For, yes, for Al. Yeah. For Pete. Twitter.com slash Riven. We've been your host, Din Dead. Fuck. We're done. Okay, I can tell nothing from this trailer, except that it's in the sky. Yeah, I can see why they call it Sky-O-Shock. Zay!